Wait, so, yeah, how drunk were you last night? Because, like, I was getting messages from you. You were, like, tweeting John Moxley videos to us. Like, sending <laughs> yeah. us John Moxley videos at 2 o'clock. I mean, I wasn't, like, hammered. I mean, I was drunk, but I wasn't hammered. I was just up because I was expecting my wife to sh come home, and she never did. She's hanging out at the Tolbert. She's <laughs> enjoying people time. Drinking eight bottles of wine. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today in person. Holy shit. We are back at Two Dollar Studios. We have got Big Mike. Woo! Uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, taking off. He's usually like a little bit less than that. I'm excited to be back at the studio. <laughs> Tolbear. Hey, back in the high spot. And Cookie. Wait, are you high right now? Yes. All right. And Cookie. <laughs> Me too, man. It was, it was a curve, the hangover from sitting with Big Mike last night. And Cookie, Cookie, you're here as well. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, buddy. You're not in Charlotte. You're not uh, in anywhere else. You are but here. But $2 Studios, baby. But $2 Studios. Things have changed. I've done some renovating here at $2 Studios. You guys are able to see the uh, WCW uh, sign. It's blinding me. Dude, yeah. it hurts my eyes. Like, literally, like, this I've is, gotten a migraine from looking at it. You tan. I, <laughs> this is midday on Sunday, and it's literally blinding me. I can't, I can barely look at do you. I, do I need to unplug WCW <laughs> right now? No, during no, the, no. no, you just have to turn yourself never. like a rotisserie spit. <laughs> I know. Like, honestly. <laughs> The it wrestling shrine is looking great, though. I love it. And so, also, in this week, my friend Michael Jordan got me this really cool Jushin Thunder Liger figure to, to also put on the the, nice. the thing. So, you know, like this is like my nerd corner. Yeah, you know, Aaron. Wait, hold on. I see a lot of things that being turned into a bong. Yeah, you I know, know. I know. There's a lot of things, <laughs> and we will talk about this during our social media update. But we are. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions of weird things, wrestling related things, two dollars steak related things, anything that you can think of that would be hilarious to turn into a bong, we are going to have to turn it into a bong because uh, we have had a challenge for our boy Tolbert over here. He is going to try to make. Everything a bong and uh, take the title of Mr. Bong from uh, a guy on, on Twitter that we have been following this week and he has become quickly one of our heroes on the uh, social media universe. Tolbert, are you ready to become Mr. Bong? It's a daunting challenge that's been laid before me. Now, in professional <laughs> wrestling, they always had Mr. Wrestling 1, Mr. Wrestling 2. Perhaps even like if you guys like were to tie in, in this competition, maybe it would be Mr. Bong 1, Mr. Bong 2, yes. and you guys could... I have, I have looked at the Twitter... And, um, you know, I have respect for my opponent. He's a very <laughs> talented individual. So I will, I, I will not uh, take this lightly. I'm going to train hard. And, you know, I'm just going to do my best. This is, this is how like much it. respect like Tolbert it. has for his opponent. I had to follow him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at his stuff, and I'm like, good Lord. You, <laughs> he was like, training. <laughs> he was training. <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're like Mr. Miyagi of this shit. Yeah. He was smoking um, a, he, laptop, a laptop, a <laughs> speak and say, like yeah. one of those things. 
um, there was like stat, like various, like there was like a massive anime statue that he was able to convert in one. And our favorite, um, you know, it doesn't have to do with anything with wrestling, but it does have to do with the culture of North Carolina and the people that that, that live here. He uh, was smoking a Dale Earnhardt uh, figure, Salute. action figure. <laughs> Salute! I did see this morning. Uh, he was. He's a food connoisseur, such as myself. He was toasting an Uncrustable. Oh, I saw that on his <laughs> oh, dab. On top, of his, on top of his bong with his uh, dab torch. Uh, you know, just a nice you know, layer of flavor right on top. Caramelized. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's where the flavor's at. Everyone knows that. Is that where the flavor's at? It is. I'm just so, like, fascinated. Like, when, when I found him... On, on Twitter the other day and for some reason Vince Russo followed him this week like <laughs> like he, he tweeted out like Vince Russo now follows you and I'm like kind of thinking like wh- why would Vince Russo follow this guy but he is now quickly my favorite celebrity if, if yeah. you could call him that on, he's a, on Twitter he's got a couple thousand followers so you yeah. call him an influencer I would uh, I would he's say he's an influencer. influencer I've been influenced he's, he he's influenced you <laughs> you're under the influence because of him and uh, this guy he's, he's just funny he's got some funny simpsons memes as well he's yeah. also a simpsons fan yeah and uh he, he's a stoner i'm glad we made a new friend in this in this er, this time these this, times this whole world oh, yeah it's maintaining <laughs> friendships hard gaining a friend that's something else so guy yeah. we were talking about it earlier like um it's Sunday and there's a pay-per-view tonight. We all kind of like half-assed did not know that it was happening tonight. It's also Mother's Day. It's also Mother's Day and uh we haven't watched any like WWE programming since WrestleMania. I I I could I think there's the one match that I know besides the Money in the Banks and that's is Braun and Bray Wyatt. That I didn't know that was a match. I think that's a match. I honest to God did not I, like it's it's just so stale. Like it's stale. I mean, I think, WrestleMania yeah. was a novel oh, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania was kind of a novel thing, but like the WWE, it's just blase. It's tough. It's yeah. tough to get through. And and people were were tweeting last night about the UFC pay per view that was happening. Like, it's so weird watching pay per view like like this UFC pay per view with nothing going on, with no fans. I'm like, motherfucker! I sat through the biggest <laughs> event, two days of the biggest event of any wrestling fan's life you know just, like yeah. just us and rob gronkowski yeah <laughs> i had to sit through two days of that shit just to see two matches that i was very entertained with that didn't even take place in that studio like it, it it's yeah, i'm used it to was, it by now it was trying and we were definitely more entertained by the aew stuff and we got together and we zoomed every week and that was kind of like a, a gathering point midweek for us to and you were a juggalo yeah. you yeah. were a covid juggalo 420 and that's also a gathering of the juggalo yeah, whoop, whoop. well not this year boys not no, this year you know uh I, I meant to uh get davenport uh sharky peanut butter pancake man of many <laughs> names to take a picture of the half mass twisted flag in his neighborhood yeah. <laughs> because I think that was in honor of the gathering yeah um, so Davenport one one of our, our buddies and, and also a contributor to two dollar steak started like he lives in a neighborhood he's probably closer to my neighborhood than anybody else in this group and uh, he was sending us messages that that 
a guy in his neighborhood, a guy, maybe not a guy, but definitely a juggalo lives in his neighborhood and has a hatchet man flag um, flying in his yard. And then after the announcement of the gathering being canceled this year, that flag was hung at hats half staff, which, you know, is, is, is in reverence and uh, RIP to the gathering. I'm sure there would have been some amazing professional wrestling there because they always do with Juggalo Championship Wrestling, <laughs> JCW. So we're going to have to go next year, boys. I don't think I can do that. I'm all about like random crazy adventures with the boys, but the gathering <laughs> would be one? something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We mention it. I think Travis said it would be like Jane Goodall like, <laughs> in the wild. Yeah, but it's like, let me, let me go to my white collar job and be like, yeah, I'm going to need a week off. Why? I'm gonna go uh, to the gathering. Yeah, yeah, gathering of real. what? Is it like Bonnaroo? <laughs> Not at all like Bonnaroo. It's like, look, Aaron, I've taught this one to communicate. <laughs> he just speaks in whoop whoop. What, what does that mean? I give him edibles though, and he does tricks. Oh man, you know, I, I think it was when we watched that documentary. What what really um, set me American off? American Juggler. Yeah, was the guy that painted his face with, with spray, spray paint. paint. <laughs> And I'm like, after that, I'm like, yeah, this is not well, my people. I was just thinking, like, to- Tobert was talking about you could train him to do things. I was like, if we can get a giant hamster, we might be able to power, you know, some cities or something like that. Because they have, a lot of the jugglers have a lot of excess. They're all hopped um, up on fuego. Adiposity, and they, they can burn those calories, and we can actually make some good out of the world uh, from the jugglers. You know, I, this week, there was that asshole, that, that, that podcast dude on, um, well, I think it's called Your Mom's House. And he was talking shit about wrestlers. Tom Segura, yeah, what an asshole. Well, I mean, like he I was, tweeted at him. I, I wrote him a haiku. He was he was comparing wrestling fans to Special Olympians, right? <laughs> which which is hilarious. It's kind of funny in a way because you know, as as educated, we're all educated wrestling fans in this room right now. Smarks, we're smarks, but I, I wouldn't really consider us smarks in a way that like there there's some smarks that are just like you know incels and we're not really like that kind of incel population but we're watching i'm watching this and then i just think that like oh man those juggalo ones are really exactly what he was describing so (laughs) there are some crossover uh wrestling nerds that i i I am not wrestling inbreds yeah in my um in my state yet last night after the usc fight i I tweeted at tom segura i wrote him a haiku you were hammered last night. Was <laughs> it a hammered. good? Was it a good haiku? I, I liked it. Yeah, Sailor uh, well, Jerry's we, good. Mike <laughs> eat brisket. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> it was. It was better. It had more depth to it than that, boys. Well, give it to us during the the social Remind media me, update. I, I I have a lot, and I have nothing for the social media update. So um, there's a lot we can talk about, and then there's also nothing we can talk about. So yeah, just remind me. I don't forget. Uh, well, you know, today is a. Uh, it is Mother's Day, yes. which is a big day. Uh, none of us are mothers. Uh, we all have mothers. And, uh, you know, in honor of Mother's Day, we've got some wrestling <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. We have nothing to do with Mother's Day because this is not coming out on Mother's Day. But let's get to the professional wrestling matches. For uh, in heat with Big Mike, getting heat, getting heat, getting in heat, in the, in the heat of the night with Big Mike, in the heat of the night, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the moment. Uh, yeah, I like that one too. Uh, 
Mike, you have got Janichiro Tinru against Stan Hansen. All right, boys. I, I watched a lot of wrestling this week. I watched everybody's match. Uh, I totally dropped the ball on the Dayton time of my match. I, it was 1988. I think it was kind of right after when Bruiser Brody was killed. Okay. Well, or maybe not. Let yeah. me let me kind of do some research. All right. Well, anyway, so it's... How do you say his name? Jinichiro Tenru. Tenru. Tenru? Tenru. Tenru. Ten. Ten. Kangaroo. <laughs> Kangaroo. Tenru. And Stan Hansen. Oh, my God. Miss... Or blink and you'll miss it. The video opens up and Stan Hansen's just whooping this dude's ass in the, in the crowd. Within <laughs> two no seconds of the match. There's no answers. I, don't re- I was like, what happened? I literally like load it, go to my other screen, look up, and then Stan Hansen's beating Tenry's ass in the crowd. Literally 10 days after Bruiser Brody that was makes, killed. That makes wow. sense then because um, throughout the match, Stan Hansen's just being this devilish, wild uh, gaijin guy. He's just beating the living shit out of Tenru, scaring the fans. I mean, it's like classic 80s heel Japanese wrestling. Oh, like, it's amazing. I loved it. I mean, it opens up. He's beating Tenru in the crowd. The first four minutes, four or five minutes of the thing, Stan Hansen in the, in, is in the ring, and he's like, come on, man, get in here. And like Tenru is like literally KO'd, like knocked out. He's bleeding. He's not even Everywhere. in the ring. He's not even in the ring yet. At one point, his like young lions, even though they look middle-aged lions, get, try to like get him up. And Stan Hansen <laughs> goes back out there, beats their ass, hits Tenru again, and gets back in the thing. He's like, come on, man, get in here. Well, let's do this thing. Um, it was just... it was. Action packed from Stan Hansen. Very right much so. Um, oh, one of those young lions I was watching is Kento Kabashi. Really? Yeah, I, I, he is. Really? He is one of the young lions. You see him towards the middle of your match, and I was watching. I'm like, Kento Kabashi's got this shape of a face that you cannot ever recreate, and it was definitely him. Um, you think he learned something from Stan? Uh, he learned something from all of those guys. It's a, it's a duck. Did bro. not learn from Joey Janela or uh, Jeff Hart. I will tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Tenry's got color before the match even starts. He finally gets into the ring, stumbling. I don't even know if he knows where he is. Um, and they're trying to wrap the poor man's head. Trying to like get him like bandaged up so he can start this match. And what does Stan Hansen do? He grabs his ass, knees him in the face... And then the bell rings. <laughs> <laughs> the match starts. The matches now begin after all this shit. Stan Hansen's just laying massive, huge forearms, knees, all this sort of stuff, elbows. At one point, Stan Hansen hits a damn near perfect Dirty Deeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just beating the shit out of Tenru. Um, I saw it and I almost yelled, Death Rider! <laughs> because... He, did, he didn't get Tenru vertical, but I think it's just because he was knocked unconscious and he was limp before he even hit the ground, so he couldn't get his legs straight right, for right, the right. Death Rider. Um, and this is early, and uh, he gets a two count. I was a little disappointed by that. He, he knows sold the move. Um, and uh, but so you mentioned Bruiser Brody, and, and so like it's Japanese commentary. You no idea what they're going, what's going on. You can hear inflections and stuff and excitement. But you don't know what they're saying, and then all of a sudden you hear Bruiser Brody. Yeah, you uh, hear it a bunch throughout the match. And so I and I didn't know in relation to like when or like the that happened and all of that. So you know, props to Stan Hansen because Bruiser Brody was a 
a little sooner than Stan Hansen, right? Like going to Japan and doing all that sort of stuff, a right? A little bit sooner, but they did have a lot of overlap and they were, they partnered together a lot and then they, they went against each other a lot. And, you know, being two Americans in Japan, they had to have a, a close relationship. Yeah, I, and, I, I take it. Well, and, and like Bruiser's like the, the, the top, the echelon, the, right. the, the baddest MFR in Japan that they had ever seen at that point. He, he swings, what does Bruiser swing? The, uh, he, he had like chains. He yeah, had like a the rope. chain. Yeah. yeah. So Stan swings the, the, the rope, the yeah. bull rope. Yeah. And, um, so it's like props to Stan Hansen for getting over that much. And like, they're comparing him to Bruiser Brody. So he's got to be doing something right. Um, Stan Hansen hits Tenru with a couple of these shoulder charges that <laughs> just straight nasty. What I mean, what's Stan Hansen? Six, two, six, three, three hundred pounds. Uh yeah. Uh, and, yeah. He he is he's a thick boy. And he's running full speed. Tenru props to this man, sells it like no other. He he runs full speed into Stan Hansen. At, uh he looked kinda like Samuel Guevara getting hit by that uh, golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> like except there was a lot more um a lot more velocity and momentum between these two because Stan Hansen probably weighed as much as that golf cart with uh, Hardy and Omega on it. He is he's six foot four, three hundred and twenty one pounds. All right, so that's close. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, just, just again, he's just whooping up on Tenru. I have no idea who Tenru is. So Tenru was actually one of the most popular professional wrestlers in Japan. Really, in the late eighties, early nineties, he then had a, a, a stint in. Uh, WCW and WWF. Uh, I watched a, one of those. Um, I think it was Tuesday Night Titans. It's like a a, a talk show, and it had Bobby the Brain Heenan and everybody. And Bobby the Brain Heenan was supposed to Sean Sean Mooney and Bobby the Brain Heenan were were going to interview Junichiro Tenru, who knows no English. And Bobby the Brain Heenan just kept saying fried rice like the entire oh time. Oh my god! <laughs> and you just look like, is it racist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely racist. But he was a very popular wrestler in Japan. Okay, well, that's surprising to me, honestly, um, when we get to my final thoughts. But um, getting back to the match, something has popped Tenru's face even more. Oh, like a bright, juicy tomato Ugh. at this point. All, not quite um, Muda, but it, it's got the, the visual aesthetics almost of it. Very much so. And... Um, as he's like laying there, like pouring blood out of his face, Stan Hansen hits this massive running knee drop, and it like, I, I, how do you take that, and how do you give it without actually just kneeing this dude in the face? You take it. Uh, he's just like, all right, this is my life. <laughs> um, again, another huge shoulder charges. Uh, finally, finally, our boy Tenru gets a little shine, gets a little offense in. Um, he, he hits uh, this like kick to Stan uh, when when he was Stan was going for the like the the probably the closer the end of life elbow and Tenry like gets a kick in the gut starts getting some nice strikes. I think this was like ten minutes in the match. <clears throat> probably like, more, more than that. I mean, in the video, the video itself was eighteen minutes. He probably starts getting offense in at like thirteen or fourteen. That's insane. To um, me. And so he finally. I, I, again, I don't know the names of the moves still, but he he gets he goes to get Stan Hansen up for like a suplex or back body drop or something like that. 
And like he doesn't get him up. He doesn't get him up, and the crowd's roaring a little, building up a little bit. And then he gets him up, and the crowd pops. And I was like, I popped because ten. I mean, he's 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 not tiny, but he's not big. No, he's, he's just a dude. Yeah. Um, and you get this massive Stan Hansen creature of, and props to Stan Hansen for having the core strength to get vertical on that thing. Uh, dude, the the aesthetics of that that move is all on the receiver to get vertical and hold it. Yeah. Um. So crowd pops. We get a couple two counts back and forth. Um, we do get a big false finish on where Tenru hits this spinning heel kick on Stan, hits him in the back of the head. That looked pretty good. I was pretty happy with that. Um, <clears throat> at some point throughout this whole thing, Tenru does this does something where he ends up on the apron. And Stan hits this, mat, this this crazy shoulder charge on him, and he goes flying. Yeah. He he flies off the apron. Uh, to the floor, but not just to the floor, over the guardrail in the air and then to the floor, I think. And it was just, it was crazy. Um, and, and again, you're just like, Stan Hansen is, is just a monster. a monster. Yeah, like that's why, well, we, uh, months, a couple months ago, I was like, give me a Stan Hansen match. I just want to watch this dude beat the shit out of somebody. Yes. <laughs> I love, it. I um, love it. You like throw a dart and see a match with this guy yeah, beating the yeah. shit out of somebody. <laughs> and, then, and also making smaller Japanese people just run in terror. Oh my God, they, it's like the Moses parting the, the Red Sea. <laughs> right, right, Stan right. Hansen walking through a crowd. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> Tenru finally gets some, you know, that offense and we, we finally get a little bit of uh, equality through the match and, and the work and um, Tenry goes back for uh, I think like a pile driver he try, tries to get Stan up again tries to get that pop tries to get that move and Stan actually doesn't let him and it's like you could tell just Tenry's just probably just blown up he's yeah yeah they're he's, both blown he, up uh, yeah but like Tenry's just got his ass beat for 14, 15, 16 minutes um, so he can't get Stan up so you know, in Tenry's head, he's like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta do something bigger. I go to the top. He goes to the corner post, top rope. He's gonna hit him with this big move, and Stan Hansen hits him off the corner post. Tenry goes uh, blasted, fl- fl- flying again. Um, and then you know, we get this classic heel move. Stan Hansen says, "Count him." Tenry gets counted out, and then. The greatest pose in professional wrestling. They have just the that middle shot of of Stan Hansen, and he just does, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the horn, the, the, the Texas horns, and I'm like, you are the greatest. Yeah. Like, I love you, awesome, Stan Hansen. Uh, is it was? Did he play at Texas? He's from Texas. He's from Texas. He yeah. went to that that West Texas, West Texas State where everybody yeah. else did too. Because yeah. he was trained by Terry and Dory. Okay. If it you can kind of see that kind of like air of what the fuck chaos yeah, that, yeah. That, that the funk brothers were were very what, famous for what um i mean did he ever work in america or is it he did yeah so he worked and he started off in wwf and then he also he worked in wcw and nwa for a little bit he he was okay in america but like for some reason his character just connected so he went, he went full lance hoyt oh my god yeah. like people yeah. loved him in japan dude he it, it is something to behold to watch the Japanese people respond. So if I ever get to go to Japan, I think I might just go full Stan Hansen. Just, <laughs> you know, chase all the Japanese people away. Start swinging a rope over my head shirtless. <laughs> like, look at that. Yeah! 
Because yeah, Stan's not a body guy, but he's not a you know he's not fat either. He's just thick, and I'm I think I'm, I'm borderline that thick st- thickness. I, I, yeah, and uh, and I, I would just love to kind of get a crowd reaction. Uh, so final thoughts of the match: the first two thirds are just Stan whooping this dude's ass. Um, it's it's a cl- any kind of classic Stan. If you YouTube Stan Hansen, you're gonna watch a match where he just beats this some jobber's ass for a long time, <laughs> uh, unless you get like the the big heavyweight title fight. But um. <clears throat> When, when Tenru got some offense in, my one knock, and this is what surprises me about you, you saying he was really popular, is you know, it was almost as if the crowd just knew it doesn't matter. Stan's going to beat this dude's ass. Right. And, and you know, prop, so that's props to Stan being so believable and so over. But, like, you know, Tenru, like, you know, finally gets some offense, and he does get the, the pop with when he gets Stan up for that suplex. But, like, it's never, like... It was never like cheering, roaring. I think the crowd shrieked louder than, like, shrieked for Stan louder than they cheered Tenru. And that was kind of just like a little disappointing. Um, cause I mean, I, thought I, I heard some Hanson chants in there. Probably. He, I, I, he made a fan out of me. Yeah. yeah. He oh, yeah, obviously. It may have just been me. 30 <laughs> years later, of course. Um, and my other issue with it was the finish. It, it looked fine, but the move in the middle of the match where he goes from the apron over the guardrail was sold and looked so much better than the top rope move. I wish they would have just either not done the middle move spot or, or did that as the finish. Yeah. Because like Henry had to like sell it a little bit more to like in flamboyantly, which didn't go with any, any of the other cells or anything else in the match. So I was kind of just like, no overall I will always and gratefully and gladly watch Stan Hansen beat somebody's ass. Okay. I, I, I like that style. I mean, and this and it's we, fun, and it's what we were talking about with the UFC last night. Like, I I like strikes. I like the simplicity of it. Um, and so, yeah, just that '80s kind of big boy wrestling kind of style. And it, it's interesting. It's a different style, especially from today, and it's definitely different from something like you would see in WWF at the time, which would be like punch, rest hold, punch, rest hold, sort of thing. This is just maul somebody. Yeah, that's a great way to yeah. Just just. You you see you see your opponent like hurt. You're not going to just sit Kill there him. and like open your hands and stare at the crowd. Like you're going to just be like go beat his ass some more. Yeah, it, it, the psychology behind it makes sense. It's like it's real. It's real. <laughs> it's still real to me. It's this isn't the Special Olympics. All right, Mike. Uh, this week we have had a very busy week of social media in both Instagram and uh, I. You know, Twitter. I. I yeah, so for the social media update, you know, my my rub, my my shtick here at Two Dollar Studios, I just like shit on everybody. I shit on you guys. I shit on people on the internet. Right. And I gave Tober praise last week, and I'm gonna have to give him praise again because I love. I stole no, nobody Tolbert stealing my ideas from Twitter <laughs> yeah, and putting yeah, it on Instagram. Yeah. I stole Tolbert's so like thing. The post he made to, this morning oh, on the Instagram, Day, I, he put I Judy saw yours he, first. He put Judy Bagwell up and said like, "Thank you for everything you do," and like going to New Heights or whatever. Like, what? Well, I was like, "Dude, I gotta steal always that." Rising That's above amazing. and beyond. <laughs> always rising above and beyond. You get it? And, and, and I did. Forklift. And he Instagram. He Instagram Judy on the forklift. And I was like, I gotta steal that and tweet that out because See, it was hilarious. I looked at that first. I looked at the Twitter version first and I thought that Tolbert had stolen <laughs> no, that for Instagram. No, that was a condensed version of Tolbert. It was it was awesome. He also had 
some uh, what the the Shawn Michaels was that this week? The that Shawn was Ma- this week, yes. Yeah, where where yeah. he's like getting ready, to like coming on one of the WrestleManias or something like yeah, that. Yeah, on the zip line. <laughs> and Tobert Tober said like me when when the bars open or whatever, going back, to work. Go back to work. Back to work. My first shift back. Yeah, and then uh, in. The, obviously the days that confuse Terry. That's where, my favorite. Where where, where he just lo- has no idea what's going on, and Tobert's like quarantined out and doesn't yeah. know what day it is. What <laughs> shot, dude. That was a perfect. But, yeah, did you get that from your match this week? I was watching i was i was working yesterday and uh i was watching it on my phone and i just noticed how we, the face he made when he rolled out of the ring it was perfect i was like i had to screenshot it it was so funny his face half covered in blood and he just looks confused like, it was where am I? phenomenal so, so great work tobert in case you're wondering he's up to 126 followers on instagram that's right um but you know for two weeks we've had some solid undertakings on instagram and i really appreciate it twitter just hang. It's like we're, we're, we're. I cooked a brisket yes the other day, and you know you get a stall when you cook meat and smoke meat, and uh, we're just kind of stalling at this like high two eighties. We're just kind of two eighty nine. Yeah, was, I thought that we we we, we got gained a couple. A cu- we gained a couple, and I yeah, but like we lost some, and I can't find them because <laughs> it's well, again he's looking. It's, it's cumbersome, but um, but yeah, we're just two eighty nine. The the best action one. Shout out Andy. Thank you, Andy, for actually engaging and tweeting at us and and you know, just just being an awesome follower. You're Thank our number you, one boo. We appreciate um, you. Uh, and congratulations <laughs> for being uh, teacher of the year at Pernell Sweat High School. Wow, 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 you're blowing him up. <laughs> oh, did I just dox Andy? I'm sorry, Andy, but that was pretty cool. Um and <laughs> we have an educated person <laughs> listening to our podcast. Um, but other than that, you know, Twitter has been just this wild ride. I had a bunch of tweets last night because I'd been drinking a little bit watching the UFC, just responding <laughs> just to people, a little bit. just engaging. You know, one of the things they say is like, if you want to build your social media, you have to engage with the people that you follow and that follow you. So I had a couple back and forth with some people, made some references that I have no idea if they made sense or not. They, they for the most part, did. A couple Yokozuna of them had a golden kinda, corral. Yeah, a couple of the times I was kind of like, ah, there was a stretch, but yeah, 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 it worked. Went to the well a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> went he to the bar a few too many times. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget he was went drinking. To the, went to the, kitchen went, went to the, the, uh, the well whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we talked about the Tom Segura thing, and I don't know, if, I didn't know it was a thing until last or yesterday where it's like, it was. It had already happened. All the WWE people started blowing up. And oh my Somebody God. like posted a video. I'm like, hey, I texted you guys. Did you hear about this? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. And it was like, it's Tom Segura shitting on wrestling fans, but he's like shitting on the like, he's the shit dumb on, wrestling. He's fans. shitting on the idea that at this point wrestling fans don't understand, which really mostly. M- mostly it's kids that don't really understand. So like, yeah, you're either a child or retarded if you're not. <laughs> If you think this is all... Oh, my God, right? <laughs> no, no. That we, word you're not supposed to use. Uh, well, I'm, I'm par- we can say come. I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing Tom Segura, the comedian. And so he's basically saying that like it's he, like people don't know it's a work. Yeah. And at this point, the majority of fans do. Correct. Um, so I did actually tweet at Tom Segura, and I wrote a haiku last night, even though I was drunk. It was a drunk coup. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's hear it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll read the whole tweet. I said, Tom Segura, everybody can be a bunch of Karens at times. People like that, or people like what they like and hate what they hate. Just know that wrestling and movies share common themes. And I said, Marks are going to mark. We still enjoy the action. Story, stories entertain. 
Okay. That's a, that, I thought that was a that's good, good condensed and stories entertain. That's five syllables. For, two words. For a second, I thought the first part he read was his haiku. I was like, no, Mike, no, no. You're, that's too many syllables. You were wasted. <laughs> Do you even know what a haiku is? Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we did pretty well on, on Twitter this week. Um, I was most, like looking back. We did a ton. Mo- most of the stuff we, you know, if you have an organic tweet, that's it's easier to track and you get a little more action because like the people see it and all that sort of stuff. If you at people, um, unless people are searching that person or unless that person actually responds, you're not they're not going to get much. Um, but we had some good back and forths with some people. I mean, a couple, uh, couple hundred uh, impressions. Our ode to uh, FMW Day on Cinco de Mayo was pretty good. Yeah, cool. well, that's I didn't even understand that. You got a couple... Uh, so you got every, a retweet on that, I think. I got three. Three, um, yeah. Yeah, every May 5th, it was kind of like FMW's big deal, and that's when they would always do the exploding ring death matches with yeah. Terry Funk and Onita and then Hayabusa and Onita. So, like, it, it, I, I tweeted that and then a, a gif of Terry Funk going into the exploding uh, wires. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're just, you know, chugging along. Like We've stalled out. We're going to have to wrap and pack this brisket, boys, yeah. and get it through the stall so we can get, run to the finish to get to 500 so I can watch Cookie break his neck on Tolbert's stomach. That was a good meat analogy there. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. I uh, I did. I smoked a brisket. I made I made my own homemade buns and a barbecue sauce yesterday. I'm, I'm excited to taste all, this. All you made your own buns. All of it was homemade. Nice. Crushed it. Knocked it out of the park. Speaking of homemade, how them cookies over there, Varnum? <laughs> Are that, you trying to get one that, from? Is that gum? Or what are you eating? <laughs> that cookie, the cookies are fucking delicious. Are, Thank you great. to Katie and Alistair for that. Oh, um, but that's social media this week. I mean, can I there... can I mention one thing that I was very disappointed in? I uh, little Richard passed away yesterday. Oh yeah, and um, I know that, that there was. I respect little Richard, and I. So you're I, saying you you respect little Dick. So I felt really bad for the tweet that I did, but I thought it was funny in a wrestling sense. I tweeted out uh, hashtag rest in peace, little Richard, and then posted a picture of Johnny B. Bad yesterday, <laughs> thinking that like it would get some traction from people being like, "That's not little Richard. How dare you!" Like I just thought that it, because it it's it's kind of funny, right? Well, it's it's <laughs> funny, but too it was definitely too soon. Not too soon. Like there's a whole we'll talk about this off air. What? Well, there's the there's the whole like internet thing where they, how they they basically like say like um all old black people are the same. So oh no no no! That, but this, that, this, that, that uh, that's no, kind of what you <laughs> no see. This is exactly he his whole gimmick I, what was I, what little I'm say, Richard. But what I'm saying is, it were, were you drunk? Kind of yeah, it kind of reads that <laughs> way. Cookie, it's cookie almost, <laughs> almost in bad taste. Cookie was it in bad taste? It's, nah, yeah. He, his whole gimmick little, was supposed to be Little Richard. Uh, it might look, be a little, <laughs> that's that's how I kind of took it, Aaron. Do we need a? Do I need to delete it's, that? No, it's, just it's, died, it's, it's in the ether now. It's in the ether. Oh, yeah, it's well. already out there, man. It's, it's already out there. This this is a good lesson where some things that you think might be perceived one way can be perceived another. Well, you know, like the the way that I did it was in a whole wrestling sense. This is Aaron's sensitivity training. You know, one right now. You know what? I, I have a question. Who's the one that tweeted out? I guess it was you. Who tweeted out hashtag six nine? Where did that come from? Is what I want no, to know. That's that classic ride the coattails of anything. I that see. was the most random one I've ever seen. I was like, I, I just see the first top three things that are trending. And, and Takashi 6ix9ine was one of them. Yeah. 6ix9ine in Bitcoin. I was like, what? 
So he was he was watching Takashi Six Nine's new video legit. last night. Did you watch it? I'm such a white dad at this point. I was like, so tell me about this Six Nine fellow, Tobert. <laughs> I was like, wasn't he in jail? Isn't he a snitch? What is this? <laughs> it was great. He was, uh, I thought it was Aaron this entire time. It was you, Mike. What? It was you. As a matter of fact, you know that I know my music. Like I, I know you do, man. Big uh, but yeah, no, Cookie, that was just me just trying to ride oh coattails of America. God, oh, so well, that's good. Do you have a shit list this week? I actually... Uh, I don't have a formal shit list. I have a ode to karma. Okay. Thank you, karma, because Brad <laughs> Shepard got fired. <laughs> I knew it. That yeah. fucking weasel doesn't have a job because <laughs> he sucks, and his employers it. finally realized it. Um, but then he did the classic, the classic weasel, like sniveling, like weasel thing. He's like, "Oh, you get fired, I quit." <laughs> 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 so, um, Aaron and Brad kind of look alike. Yeah, that's what we, we had this conversation. I'm you know what? You know what? Uh, Brad is also probably mildly racist and definitely sexist. Ooh. So, Aaron's trying to fit that bill. I am neither of those. Uh, I would like to say, uh, I am not Brad Shep. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do the classic, like, Vince McMahon circa uh, uh, Undertaker uh, ministry and be like, it was me, Austin. <laughs> It was me the whole time. We're going to find one uh, one AirPod. He'll <laughs> be like, Aaron, what is this? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, in case anybody cares or d- does or does not know who Brad Shepard is, he's a fucking weasel when he got fired. Um, <laughs> That's it. So I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, maybe we, we, we squash this Twitter vendetta of ours until he does something else stupid. We feel bad for him at this point. I don't feel bad at is that, all. Is that what you're saying? That no, absolutely not. No, no. I, say, I say kick the motherfucker while he's down. <laughs> while he's down. <laughs> every fucking thing that he does be hey, like. Just add him every day when I'm going to work. Hey, Brad, I'm going to work. How about you? <laughs> sure is nice to have health insurance provided by my work environment. All right, Brad oh. Shepard. Uh, you made your own shit list this week, so Brad, uh, you made Karma's Karma's <laughs> shit list. All right, I wanted to switch things up a little bit for Cookie this week. Cookie, um, you actually had the one like legit wrestling match out of the whole week which is kind of weird like Mike had just this one mauling one sided mauling and you'll hear about Tolbert's very interesting uh, occurrence (laughs) I I, I not only did Cookie have like a legit wrestling he almost had a shoot wrestling match it was amazing anyway that's all I'll say so Cookie uh, you have got Kurt Angle against Shelton Benjamin for um, from 2005 yeah uh, from 2005, it was Monday Night Raw. It was just a random match of these two put together. It, I think they said it was the day after SummerSlam, so that would oh, probably put it like late August. Yes, uh, yes. So, and, uh, and it's right before uh, Kurt Angle's like big heel run. Correct, and, and it, it, it was right before second. Eddie died too. So, like, oh, wow. so this is like this this period of wrestling, and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt. That I started watching wrestling again in 2005, the day Eddie Guerrero died. So this is like a couple weeks before I started watching wrestling again. Yeah. And the reason why I started watching wrestling again 
no joke, was the night of Eddie Guerrero's death, they had a like a tribute show. Yeah. There was no storylines, just wrestling matches. And there was a match between Shelton Benjamin and Kurt Angle. It was kind of like a rematch because this one was so good. And I watched it, and I was just completely taken aback. I'm like, this is what professional wrestling is now? Like, I have to start watching again. Like, this... Shelton Benjamin immediately became my favorite wrestler in the world. I thought he was amazing. He is one of the best pure wrestlers. And they talk about it on commentary. Uh, Him and Kurt Angle, two of the best pure wrestlers. You can throw Brock in there if you want to, of course. But, you know, WWE protects him so much. You would never see Brock Lesnar... Uh, tossed around or taken down the way Shelton did with Kurt Angle. Right. Um, so it was just amazing to see like the mentor fight the mentee. Um, and mentee. I guess that's the word. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I think it kind of is, but I it's also it like a, a flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you got Shelton. Uh, Shelton was his underling. It was, uh, Shelton used right? to be in Team Angle with Charlie Haas, you know, the greatest tag team. Uh, well, it's, well, you know, we, so we've proclaimed. got Team Angle Part 2, which is Cookie, uh, what Cookie what Benjamin, <laughs> and was it Aaron ha- Varnum? Char- Charlie, no, Charlie Varnum. Charlie Varnum. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Angle was a two-time NCAA champion in Pennsylvania. Clarion University. I did not know that. Yeah. Is that near where you're from? Uh, I mean, it's like 80 miles from where I grew up. It, they, we rival. They rival Slippery Rock. Uh, really? So yeah. it's a Division yeah. Two. It's a D like, two, but like, there's the wrestling back in the 80s and 90s. Um, like in the PSAC was awesome. Like Slip Rock had like nationally ranked wrestlers all the time. It was like one of the go-to schools. And then title nine got rid of the wrestling team. Well, here's something that's super interesting is that they're the Eagles and his, the Eagle logo for Clarion university is the one that Kurt uses on this tight. No shit. Yeah. I just looked it up and I was just like, Holy shit. That's where he got the Eagle from. Did you know that he was also Kurt Angle was a part of that Fox, uh, the, uh, Fox catcher, Fox catcher yeah. group. Oh really? He was he was one of the wrestlers that trained in that Foxcatcher group before um, the guy shot the other guy, and then whoa, spoilers! I haven't seen the movie yet. Well, it happened in real life. (laughs) 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 Motherfucker shot somebody. You can Google it. Yeah, I can. I can tell you, it it doesn't end happy. Well, (laughs) watch documentary. Why? Anyway, let's get to it. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve Carell. <laughs> Cookies, top four. Oh, number one. Shelton fucking Benjamin. This is so... It's so <laughs> so hard to do. I don't even think I can do it. And I think I, <laughs> and I, think I can do a lot of things. But you there's... Do. You do. This match is a shoot wrestling match. Like, for the first seven minutes, it's just shoot wrestling. It's awesome. There was not it a, is like, amazing. A strike did not happen until Kurt Angle kicked Shelton Benjamin. It was just yes. wrestling until yes. then. And I think it was also like, it was just awesome to see these two go at it like if they were, like if no fans were there. If they were just on the wrestling mat uh, just trying to do, you know, traditional amateur wrestling. It was amazing to watch it because like Shelton's amazing and he can work in the wrestling, uh, the wrestling style, the western style. But he is great at what he does in terms of amateur wrestling as well um but he's also a fucking athlete so kurt angle is working his arm and shelton is trying to break it so what does he do but from the mat he jumps up to the top rope and backflips out of the wrist lock i've never seen that done no one's i no one can do that i can't do that yeah 
but Shelton Benjamin. No, you I don't definitely think you, can't do that. You can't do that. I just, I just watched him do it. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that shit. No, I would never. I would love to see you try it. In a wrestling ring. I want to watch you like, fuck your nuts. Zane Dawson, I'm calling you out. Let me do this move <laughs> on you, brother. No, let me, maybe not. I, do, do you know what would, would make me eat crow if like... We get Cookie in a wrestling ring, and, and then he, he's the most amazing professional wrestler <laughs> and gets signed immediately. Like, we film it, and then they see it, and then he's the world champ with them. He pulls some ricochet <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, but he you think I can do that? Uh, he, can, I, I, he can do some ricochet <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, I'm not doing all the ricochet stuff. Good God. Oh, man. Well, there's this one move I think I can do. <laughs> I call it the 22. <laughs> So I need you to hold the phone, though. <laughs> Dim the lights. <laughs> All right. <laughs> number, oh, number two. I forgot what we're doing. <laughs> what is this? Oh, man. Uh, okay, yeah. Number one was the backflip out of the wrist lock. Number two, the people of Clarion, Pennsylvania. Loved it. Oh, man. The king, I'm sure, pissed some people off with this one. So JR is dropping his knowledge. He's doing the oh, shtick that's right, yeah. about the wrestlers. Typical JR stuff. He says, Angle wrestled in Clarion, Pennsylvania. And King ain't having it. <laughs> King says, JR, no one gives a damn about Clary in Pennsylvania. He was a WWE champion. And JR says, I'm sure the people of Clarion care about Clarion. <laughs> but the king is so quick. He says, oh, yeah, I hear they have their town hall meetings in the phone booth. Uh, and I look the town up and there's only 5,300 people. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a small town. It's, on, it's a, kind of in the... In the what are the the foothills of the Appalachians? Do uh, they have a good hot dog stand like that one? Place? Uh, we didn't we didn't eat there, but we I, I played a rug. So I'd, I'd only ever been to Clarion once because we played rugby. Uh, they had a rugby team. They yeah they had uh they had a college rugby team. Oh you but, played okay. Uh, but so you the men's the club in Youngstown goes and plays this like uh, round robin with some college kids, and we just beat the fucking shit out of them, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it got so bad that like. We we got to our second or third game of the round robin. They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna go ahead and stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. Clarion, man, they, <laughs> bunch of quitters. So, there. I feel so bad for them now. <laughs> Is it near Quarantine USA? Uh, I, uh, maybe not. Nah, I mean it's it's like if, if you had to describe Quarantine as white trash, this is like. That's like southern white trash is yeah. quarantine. This is like coal miner trash. Coal miner trash. Coal okay. miner trash. Okay. Interesting. All right. Number three. Number three. How quick is Kurt, man? Scaling the ropes, hits an overhead, belly to belly. It's a two count false finish, but like Kurt is amazing. And I want, you know what I wanted to see? I wanted to see Shelton hop to that top rope. Oh, I've yeah, seen him yeah, do yeah. It in so many different matches. The, the thing that, that I find most fascinating about vertical, Kurt Angle man. is that Kurt Angle had had a career in shoot wrestling yeah and then all of a sudden he Not got just a, a career he's got a gold fucking medal he's gold got a gold with a, a broken freaking neck <laughs> and he just said one day he's like yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna try professional wrestling and like within two months excelled in it he became one of the greatest professional wrestlings or An- anatomically stars. i'm not sure how a thumb moves like that but it amazing he's, he's so fluid it, i loved watching this entire thing everything that like so th- this may be like and i'm glad that you got to see this because you have seen you were there through the baron corbin time of kurt angle where it just looked like a reanimated corpse that just got like <laughs> just so got, we like, get burning yeah, with some like electrical shocks every once in a while but this was like the Kurt Angle that I like 
fell in love with so, yeah. and, and that's where like I like I like some of this stuff because I I can appreciate because yeah I only ever saw Kurt Angle as just like not finally not opioid addicted yeah chubby thumb Kurt Angle and uh, <laughs> so to see him like, and just watch him work and I can see why everybody's like he's the best wrestler ever he's jacked he can he can fly he can talk he can he can do the funny stuff like whatever you need him to do he can work it basically. can can I say one thing about Kurt Angle though what's that he spits. A lot. Yes, he does spit a lot. <laughs> the entire match of yeah. like, oh, this in in a in a post COVID or 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 COVID era of of our life, that yeah. motherfucker spit every two seconds, just hawking just huge, huge loogies on the mat. <laughs> Shelton just he's just laying all in it. Yeah, he's like God damn it, Kurt. All right, last one. All right, number four. Man, what a hell of a wrestling match. He showed out. Uh, Shelton Benjamin did, and uh, Kurt made him look good. Um. And dude, I forgot this was the start of Kurt's last heel run where he uh, he did the stand on the chair and reenact the whole gold, gold medal ceremony. Yes. I love this. This was, was right before he left the WWE and went to TNA. Um, it was great stuff, man. WWE really dropped the ball on Kurt. I feel like they you know let him leave a little soon. You know, I feel like he had a little bit of juice left in him. I remember actually being shook the day that I, I jumped on the dirt sheets and saw that his ass had signed with TNA. Like, yeah, th- that was the one thing that I never thought would happen. And so, it was such a weird time. I so like. Did he leave WWE or he was he asked got, to leave because yeah. of a, a couple drug test things okay. and some some issues he had with. It, it was a weird time in WWE. It was like right around the time of the Benoit stuff, and like it, it just kind of was a weird yeah. time. It was like, like a phasing out period for like Kurt. It was weird. He, his gimmick. It wasn't getting stale, but I guess it was. And, and I don't know. At that time, there was a ton. Like every day, like there was a a huge scandal with steroids, and like forty people got busted with like professional wrestlers got busted with these steroids. Like yeah. All this stuff happened. It was right after Benoit, and like they they were testing really hard for things, and it was just a weird period. But, I remember that, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was like twenty wrestlers that got hit with the HGH stuff, like Mister Kennedy, RKO, yeah, RKO, yeah, Umaga, yeah. <laughs> John Morrison, all those people. Man. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. It was it was a weird time, man. But I'll go into my honorable mentions, uh, Coach. Jonathan Coachman's on the mic and he fucking sucks <laughs> as, as a commentator. He annoyed the shit out of me the Good entire time. God, take him off. It, I mean, like, take him off the commentary, man. It's amazing. Kurt Angle is doing all of this with a broken shoulder is what he says at one point. Right. Uh, and JR just politely goes, Coach, I don't think his shoulder's broken. <laughs> but King, once again, is quick and he's just like, it might be. <laughs> I think at one point also they save it. <laughs> I, I think at one point also, uh, like Jr. just completely kills all a coach's credibility. And he was talking about Kurt Angle, and he said, uh, uh, "Well, son, I I was here for Kurt Angle's very first match, and yeah. you're you just started." <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. And he was quiet for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but Jr. I love. I think the commentary team just might they may have made this uh, made this match a little bit because. JR at one point says, the fat lady ain't singing, she's eating a donut. Yeah, whatever that means, JR. <laughs> I was like, all right, JR. <laughs> it's just funny little bits like that, man. But it's by far one of my uh one of my favorite matches to watch. It was great. Um I'm gonna give it five cookies okay. just because it was it was a fun little match. It was only ten minutes, but it was solid. And, and it was a sprint. Like the whole time there was oh, no yeah. rest holds. Like there, there was a couple submissions, but the submissions meant something in the wrestling match where yeah. it was like 
it was an ebb and a flow. Like that yeah. was the point where it needed to slow down. It needed to establish that there was a heel, there was a face. Yeah. Because up until that point, it was just a shoot wrestling match. It was. Well, so the it fluidity was. of the whole thing was just like from. I mean, obviously they're going to be able to fluidly wrestle because that's what they did. But like yeah. to start adding the, the the different spots here and there, and then the one where like Shelton like pulls the rope down and like Kurt goes over. Like yeah. it just it just worked so well. I I. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. The yeah. backflip out of the German suplex was was pretty amazing. Yeah, I was just, about, I was just about to get How to do that, you land yeah. that? Like, I just don't. I don't understand. He, he backflips out of the the German suplex, and he also at one point he overhead belly to belly some over the top rope. Yeah, Kurt Angle does. I think that was like during a commercial break. Yeah, like, that was a commercial. Was like, break. How do you miss that? Like, why is that during the commercial break? Man, a phenomenal athlete, man. I wish they would have put a rocket on him and just shot him to the moon. And, and Shelton Benjamin, I'm talking about. Do you know what's funny, though? Like, uh, we can use this time to, to thank Shelton Benjamin's mama. Because, oh, yeah. Because that was a part of uh, the Mother's Day extravaganza. Mama! He, he would, they, they were trying to figure out different things to get Shelton Benjamin over, right? So they did the classic racist move of... Uh, bringing his mama out. Bringing his mama out and him having a theme song that was like, call my mama. Like, <laughs> and his mom would come out and it was his heel manager. It was just this old black lady that would be like, nah, 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 And it's like this actress that you'll see on like, you know, daytime TV and stuff like that. <laughs> she had like curlers room. in her hair. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just like, what are you guys doing? It was <laughs> this episode of Is It Racist? Yeah, yeah. Yes. basically. Yes, it's racist. I think this may have been, was this before the gold standard portion? before okay, gold standard. So yeah. So Gold, Gold Star was like one of the last things they did before he left. It, so Shelton was never really able to get over because his personality, like whenever they'd get him to talk, he, he just, he, it felt scripted and yeah. it felt weird. But that, and, and that's why I think you can appreciate Kurt Angle even more is like how, how and that's what I was thinking about. It's like how you can take, you have to find somebody who's a phenomenal athlete and then give them charisma and the ability to speak in front of thousands of people with, if they've never done it before. And like he just kind of rolled with it immediately. Yeah. Right. So the fact that he was able to do that, whereas like you get so many of these others, I mean, it's the same thing with some of these WWE wrestlers that are great wrestlers, but just like milk toast on a mic. Exactly. Yeah. Like but Baron Corbin when he first started, like Corbin was not great as a talker. Now he, you know, he's he's entertaining. He's a good, he's a good talk. Everybody hates him. Yeah, yeah but they, he's, hate, he's, they hate his guts. He's doing his job. <laughs> but yeah, he's doing a great job. He's as working him. Kurt is too, man. Yeah. You know the you suck chance. He turned that into a legendary thing. I love thing that. Now. That's hilarious. People do it out of respect now. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, there comes a point in every man's career, especially like if you, if you reach an echelon like Kurt Angle, where yeah. it becomes a respect thing. It's like Jericho's always going to get cheered. Jericho, Jericho can do the most heelish thing in the world. Oh yeah, but people are going to cheer him. Oh yeah, Kurt Angle. People are always going to say you suck you to Kurt. Suck. <laughs> It's just fun, man. If like, you're, I, if you came out tomorrow night on the or tonight on the pay per view, people or if people were there, they'd say you suck. I I think even at like Kurt Angle's funeral, you know, like people <laughs> they like they might suck. we lowered him down to the ground and people are just like, you, you suck, suck. <laughs> you suck. Oh, uh, <laughs> and, and Kurt Angle would be there in heaven, just on smiling, smiling, just smiling like, Thank you. He got over. He got over. Oh man, he finally got over. All right, so. About, uh, by the way, I forgot to say, Shelton Benjamin did lose this match via the ankle lock. Tap out, and, unfortunately, uh, you know, but it, it was a great end to the match, though. It makes sense. Phenomenal. It doesn't take away from anything. Five cookie, cookie match. Before we, we, we finish up your segment, you did uh, pop a bubble this week, and uh, I, I want you to describe the, the taste, texture, and, and uh, you tried your first Faro Rocher. Uh, I did. Chocolate. I did. Fancy. You know, it was like, it, it, it tastes like a spiked 
it's like a spike ball in your mouth. <laughs> like, it tastes like you're eating a pine cone almost, but like, because of the hazelnut that's in it, like, right, there's so right. much hazelnut. I feel like it's a little overpowering compared to the. You got that's the, just me. You got that's that fun. government money now, you're eating for your air rocher. <laughs> no, I literally, I literally asked Diane. Fancy I was pants <laughs> over here. I saw it on an ad somewhere. They were like, for air rocher. And I was like, oh, Diane. Are you like, still like in a silk robe, like eating <laughs> air rocher? <laughs> One testicle hanging out. <laughs> I was definitely, I had my shirt off though. I was like, <laughs> sitting on the couch and I was like, I never had those. And Diane got goes, a Pomeranian. Like, where did you get a Pomeranian? <laughs> where did you get a Pomeranian? I'm, I'm enjoying the finer things in life. <laughs> got that government check. Thank, thank God Diane had a box of them just laying around. She was just like, yeah, I had those. Like a student gave them That's to me. That's the whitest like, thing I've ever heard about. I was just like, oh, all right. Like, I'll try one. And I was like, this is okay, but yeah, yeah it's fine. They're delicious. At, at Mr. Tobacco, like if if you if your if your order is less than five dollars, they do not allow you to use a <laughs> credit, card. credit card because of the, the the stuff. So they have a a basket full of singles of Ferro Rochers there to put your order over. Uh, you know, five dollars. <laughs> so I, you know. It, it, I if I ever need a Ferrero shit, if I ever need my fix, <laughs> just go up to Mr. Mr. Tobacco. Tobacco. I got gotcha. you. Like we said, Mr. You. Tobacco has everything you may need. <laughs> Mini hookah, Ferrero shit. <laughs> they have fucking toilet paper there now. Like yeah, in the bodega by my house has toilet paper. Amazing, amazing. They had toilet paper through this whole pandemic. That's right, but, but it was, it's also like thirty dollars. So no, it was like single ply, and yeah, it was like five dollars a roll, but. <laughs> and it smells like incense. <laughs> <laughs> everything smells like incense. <laughs> For the high spot, Tolbert, uh, this week I, I picked some of my, like, you know, my favorite performers. I really like Shelton. I like Kurt. I like Stan Hansen. And uh, you, you got my my all-time favorite, Terry Funk against yes. Road Warrior Hawk. Tell me about it. Yes. Oh, I'm honored to have the Terry Funk match. Being back in the studio feels good. Yeah, so Terry Funk versus Hawk. No animal. It's uh, Hawk rolling solo. He's, uh, you know, taking a little vacay, I guess. <laughs> He hurt his uh, nose. He hurt, yeah. hurt his nose. <laughs> so he's um, hanging out with Herb Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he probably did a little. That Herb Abrams drip. <laughs> uh, so this is nineteen ninety three. You can tell by the crowd. It's nineteen ninety three. I love the crowd. <laughs> yeah. God, I there's love some, the crowd. There's some good T-shirts in there. There's some. Uh, quality characters in this crowd there was an rc cola t-shirt yeah. like no irony. no irony that yeah. was an rc there was cola. A, a guy in a batman shirt that was super stoked to be there <laughs> he was so hype we had a lot of kids a lot of kids because we were in a it looked like a high school or a middle school yeah. gymnasium gymnasium yeah, yeah. you so, know what i think they said it was um like the native american center wherever this took place like so, the Native Americans of that era area had a like recreation center, mm. and it was taking place there. Yeah, so that uh, well, that sets the the setting for uh, the story. It's about to take place. So Terry starts us off by yelling at the crowd, attacking the staff. He's going in on everybody I as he's getting that. undressed. Yeah, he's hollering. He's getting in people's faces. He's, I mean, he's working them up good, but he's all over the p- place. He's in the bleachers. He's all over 
Classic Terry, man. 49 years old. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he looks amazing at this time. (laughs) You know, you've got some people cheering him and telling him he's the greatest, but he never breaks. He's, He's still flinching at them, you know. He's a bad guy. And as he's undressing, Iron Man comes across the speakers (laughs) just as funk throws his jacket at the camera crew (laughs) get the fuck out of here a solo hawk enters the tune of iron man in the process of terry uh funk attacks the promoter knocks him out (laughs) i would have too that guy looked like a weasel yeah can i just yeah can i just say that was one of my favorite entrances it's just funk is in his own world. He bypasses. He bypasses Hawk. <laughs> I was just like, "What the hell is Terry doing?" And he just walked past. Fucking knocks out the promoter. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, he, uh, he stiffed me last time," or just, I don't know. Anyway, he knocks him on his ass. Um, who's his manager in the zebra Technicolor dream coat? That was oh god. It, I I was thinking about it yesterday. It is. Um, it's not Captain Lou, is it? No, no, I'll think of it in a second. The Go audio on. was kind of... They mentioned his name, but the audio was kind of shaky. It's uh, like Humperdinck. It's Oliver Humperdinck. <laughs> yeah, he's got a sweet mullet. And, he's a big uh, boy. He's kind of fat. I guess, I guess he's kind of Funk's manager in, in this match. I don't know what he's doing. He's hanging around a lot. He's in the ring. Um, he looks a little like Carol Baskins. He, he does. does. He does. Yeah. The hair. He yeah. does favor he does. a little bit. Uh, all right, so the match starts. Terry takes it outside immediately. Stiff punches. He starts attacking with the chairs. They're not metal folding chairs, though. They're the the plastic form right, chairs. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, stiff punches, but comical chair shots. Yeah. I'd say you know, not go- I wouldn't say goofy, but just Terry. weird. Just Terry. <laughs> yeah, just Terry. Working just Terry's being Terry. So uh, this is not a street fight, but within minutes it turns into a street fight um, before the match even starts. Yeah, we would, didn't hear a bell or anything. We're already in the crowd. Before you know it, uh, Hawk is taking a, a patented funk pile driver on oh, the Oh, yeah, floor. yeah. And, uh, and he knows in, in the process of that, um, they're tearing the place apart. And they eventually got back to the ring for, for a moment. Um, but then they get right back out and start going through it. Uh, there's Trash King comes into play. Um Hawk's just gorilla slamming this trash can on top of Terry's head like a, a live action uh, figure. Like well, it, a, <laughs> it, it's like a, a Looney Tunes thing because at yeah. one point after like after strike number four, it is formed to the head of Terry Funk. Like it is like you pull yeah. it off and it looks like one of those Looney Tune things where somebody's head gets hit with a pole and then their head is formed in the pole. <laughs> Yeah, so they make it back to the ring, but uh, it, it's it's too late. The ref has already counted them out. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. he's been ringing the bell. Yeah, the ref <laughs> counts them out. The timekeepers is ringing the hell out of, out of the bell. The match is over. These boys just don't care. Terry has a job to do. Um, he goes in on Hawk with the patented Terry Funk tape. He takes off the tape, starts strangling Hawk with it, getting in some stiff punches. Um, but Hawk still has some fight, and um, you know. Uh, this is actually I skipped ahead. This is the point where he goes into Terry with the trash can right here. That's right. Um, and he takes advantage, bashes Terry with the trash can. Uh, Terry realizes there's still some ground in the gymnasium he hasn't covered yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they keep brawling through the crowd. In the process, Terry gets busted open. I didn't see how. It really, was probably one because, of the trash cans. You know, spot. they're in the middle of the crowd. People are swarming everywhere. Kids are running over to see what's happening. But he's bleeding good. He's bleeding good. At this point, 
Hawk takes him up to the top of the bleachers and uh, and slams his head against the wall, <laughs> leaving a nice blood print. It was amazing. There, yeah. there was a complete was just like it looked like a Rorschach test on the side of the wall, just of Terry Funk's like blood. <laughs> blood. Yeah. I bet it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they uh they framed it like a Banksy. Yeah, thing I would have <laughs> Hell yeah, I would have done that shit. I, you know, what, I'm gonna I'm it. gonna hire Terry. I'm gonna get him a private jet to fly to Wilmington. <laughs> I'm going to cut them open and then just fr- like right here in my... Hey, Terry, can you just uh, headbutt my wall, please? Yeah, they're plaster walls, Terry. Like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Go for it. Really go for it. Well, so Terry does the... the uh, he has this this flop that he does. It's not like the flare flop. It's... I guess you call it the Terry. Funk the style. funk flop. The funk flop, yeah. And where he does his days. And then he, he rolls down the bleachers, but he makes sure to hit every single step. But bump I would call it less of a roll, more of a slither. Yeah, it it was like he he stayed like completely stiff the whole time and then just just (laughs) every single like tear of of the bleachers. It it I laughed out loud. I had to pause it because it was just so funny. And how would you say uh, Aaron Chef Kiss? Oh my god, Chef Kiss. (laughs) A great sell. Uh, so Hawk drags a beaten, bloody funk back to the ring to finish the job. Match is over, but he wants to prove a point, uh, and he pins him. He gets the ref, and he's like, hey, count. It doesn't count, though, but he just wants the validation. Uh, so Hawk finishes off with Terry. He rolls out of the ring, bloody and dazed, where I got that picture on the Instagram. Just He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, then Hawk... Starts in on the zebra coat guy, beats up the manager. Um, but Funk is pissed and he just starts throwing chairs <laughs> into the ring, Terry and Funk. hollering and yelling all the way out, just raising hell, tore that place apart. I so I've been to a bunch of independent wrestling shows, I filmed a bunch of independent wrestling shows, and I knew like when I was behind the camera, th- there's a disconnect. I'm not a part of the audience, I'm not a part of the wrestling match, I'm there to do a job. I'm, my job is to film the match, make it look yeah. good, and I can kind of feel when things are good and when things are going to make for good television. The most fun I ever had at wrestling matches were when chaos just happened. Like shit just, things got out of the ring and it started going all around the the the, the, the armory that we were at. We, we had a match with... Um, Luke Gallows from Bullet Club and all that stuff from Anderson and Gallows. He was wrestling one of our friends, Charlie Dreamer, in uh, Elizabethtown, North Carolina. And there was a match that was very similar to this. They started going out. They started going into the bathrooms of the armory. They, They fought in the bathrooms. People, it was just me and them at that point. Like, nobody was there. I, I had... But then, like, trash cans and tables. Coleslaw was used. Uh, like... <laughs> Luke Gallows took a handful of coleslaw and like shoved it in Charlie's mouth and it just became like this thing. But I knew that it was going to be fun and exciting to show because as a part of that audience, you don't know what's going to happen. You just have this like air of like chaos and it just becomes fun to be there and to experience this. And you know, like people are going to tell their grandkids this story of like, That, you know, 20 years Dude, from I, now. I still remember being in the gym of Southview High School, me being like 10 years old, and it, I don't know who it was, these indie guys, set up a table and had a, a stage, you know, like yeah. a assembly stage, 
power bombed a guy through a table off the assembly stage. Yeah, like, I remember one of my mom's teacher friends like, why'd they do that? That's one of Southview's $200 tables. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but never forget it. I guarantee you, you the people that were there in that crazy. gymnasium crazy. for Terry Funk and for Hawk were still like, yeah. I remember when Terry Funk came here and he splattered his blood on the wall <laughs> and then fell down every damn step. They like, tried to wipe it up. You still see it though. You go in there and look hard enough. <laughs> it, it's just fun and like that's you know being throughout this pandemic and not being able to go to live professional wrestling matches we had one that we were going to go to at hoggard a local high school yep. that, that zane and dave buff, fuck you zane and dave by the bag way well yeah, I was gonna be there. By, by the way uh the reason we're in two dollar studios is because aaron called recalled the group and he did not want another heel run in he said we're cutting it we're going, we're going wired connection cut the feed we're going wired connection you got him like looking out the blind pandemic and all your boys are getting into the two dollar studios yeah, we are we are reopening studios, reopen America. Um, I'm sure neighbors are walking by at this point and looking into my house, and they're like, "Well, we thought that that was a nice young man, but now he's yelling all his reopened stuff, and he's growing weed at night." Well, I said that 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 pink glow coming from his windows. What's so, God, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, go, go, back to, go back to your segment. Where were we? I guess we. Uh, yeah. That's it. Finished. Were we at the haiku? We're at the haiku, haiku boys. Yeah. All right. Funk takes Hawk to school. <laughs> Funk tumbles down the bleachers. Oh. Terry fell gym class. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I think that that's a phenomenal haiku <laughs> to, to end this week's episode. Boys, it has felt so good to be back in $2 Studios together as a family. We are... Um, we are no, not no outside distractions, no dogs, no babies, yeah. no wife ruining the streaming quality because she's trying to watch Southern Charm for the seventh time. <laughs> well, she, he's, shooting, he's shooting. I'm sensing some tension in the Tolbert household. I, I remember early on in the quarantine, every week he would make a mention about how much he loved his wife. Now, now it's 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 becoming we Southern made Charm. It a year. <laughs> Uh, it was the quarantine. The quar that's the, the, the quarantine's the music. Quarantine. Well, boys, next week she's I, not I, gonna listen this far. <laughs> no, no, she listens to the beginning. The first any woman that has listened, like any of y'all significant others, just listen to the first ten minutes. But I will say, I will say, I got a text message from Big Mike's wife last week, and uh, she sent me a text message saying. So you're telling me that Tolbert is going to be wearing a pair of pants with my face on it. And she was kind of mad about it, right? She was like, what the fuck? So then she, uh, you know, uh, equality, she wants to get a pair of pants with Katie's face on it for Mike. So uh, we, we, we might have, some, we oh might have to get this done soon. Uh, folks, thank you for listening to $2 Steak. Next week, I have got the rundown for next week written I am, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, whatever. I'm Prepared. a type A personality now. I'm a changed man. This college student starting tomorrow. Holy shit. I'm a college student starting tomorrow. I got to scrounge up all my money to pay for this fucking tuition. Um, if you guys want to Venmo, $2. <laughs> it's a GoFundMe. It's, it's Aaron uh, hyphen Varnum. Uh, you can fund my college tuition. We are doing a very special theme week next week. We, we have talked about this man for the last couple weeks we are doing a sit psycho sid sid vicious sid justice episode of two dollars steak because 
you know, it, it's not episode 22, which I wish that it was. 22? <laughs> Why? Why? Why me? Why me? So, Mike, you, um, I, I, I threw out a bunch of links. There, there was Sid versus Brett. There was Sid versus Sean. There was Sid. There was these, these so actual decent matches that Sid Vicious put on. Like, decent. Like, Sid looked good in these matches. And I, I, I give him this list. And... Uh, Mike picked Sid versus Goldberg. So um, <laughs> next week, Sid. For our first Goldberg match. It is a first Goldberg oh, match. Wow. Uh, our second Sid Vicious match. You got a big match. responsibility. Man. I know. That's why I wanted it. I needed to steal it. And hopefully it's terrible and I'll shit on it. I hope so. All right. So so Mike has got Sid versus Goldberg. And I think the funniest part was I said, uh, choose wisely, folks. Mike immediately picked that match, and then I sent the gif of uh, you chose poorly of, of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and, and said you chose poorly. And Mike just wrote, "I know what I did. <laughs> I know what I did." I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> All right, so Mike's got uh, Sid versus Goldberg. Uh, Cookie, you've got a great match between Sid and HBK. Yeah, Can't from Survivor that. Series with that classic gif of Sid walking out, giving fist bumps to everybody in the crowd. <laughs> And then Tolbert's got a very rare match, Sid in like ECW. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Sid against the Dudley Boys. So Ooh. we have got a very Is it a two on one. Uh, you. So spoiler, Spike Dudley. It, it was originally Spike Dudley against the Dudley Boys. They said, "Oh, I've got a partner," and then out comes Sid. Gotcha. And so it's well, yeah, basically totally just kills the whole thing now. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that, Mike. <laughs> thanks for fucking it up. <laughs> That's the and second it, thing you spoiled for him today. What, what was the first? What, what the fuck were you? Yeah, what was about? the first spoiler? The, the the catcher, <laughs> oh, fox, fox catcher. catcher. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, <laughs> folks. Thank you for listening to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, next week, big matchups with with Sid Vicious, and thank you for listening once again. I, I'm terrible at the You're, ending. It sucks. Why don't we, why don't we uh, follow us on social media at number two dollar steak underscore. There we go.